At a time of deep division in today's society, we must come together for humanity's sake. On Can We Talk 360, we strive to stimulate an authentic conversation on issues that affect all of us in an environment of tolerance. I am Eugene Pettis, attorney and community servant. Tune into our discussion to foster a greater awareness of yourself and others. Let's discover how there is strength in our differences and an abundance of possibilities when we stand together as one humanity. Welcome to Can We Talk 360. I'm excited today to have with us uh, three guests from what I find is an incredible program, which is the Broward County Public Schools Debate Initiative Luncheon. That's where I met uh, these three individuals that I'll introduce to you in a minute. Uh, but the program has been going on for the past eight years. I've been involved in debate uh, for probably nine years now. When I was president of the Florida Bar, I, I was requested to get involved. And I have not seen a program that I've enjoyed seeing the, the, the skills that we have in our, uh, really from elementary all the way through high school. It's the largest debate program in the country. Uh, and you're gonna see why with three of the guests that we have here today. Uh, and I have not seen any program that I think has transformed the lives of, 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 of our youth, uh, giving them so many skills, skills of how to communicate, how to have civil discussions and debate, how to be analytical, how to do research, just all sorts of skills that they need, not just for the next level of their, their lives, but what they need for everyday communication. And we're in such need for greater communication in our society. So we're going to hear from three people that I think are great examples of what we hope uh, uh, is, is our future. Uh, okay. Uh, my guest today, uh, I'll start with Eli Seiden. Eli is a senior at Western High School. Uh, and, and we also have Malika uh, Johnson. Malika, you are in, in the uh, seventh grade. Yes, I am. Uh, seventh grade at West Pines Middle School. And uh, we then have Miss Faith Pierre Desant. And Faith, you are eighth grade, as I recall. Yes. At the same school, West Pines Middle School. Uh, so welcome, each of you, to Can We Talk 360. Uh, let's start with, with you, uh, Malika. Uh, how long have you been participating in the debate program? Um, I've been in debate since my sixth grade year last year. Okay. And how about you, Faith? This is my first year doing debate because so I was trying to get my high school credits. Okay, so you 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 got into debate to get a necessary credit for high school. Yes. A, a, has it been way different than you thought? Yes, very much so. <laughs> Tell me about that. How how has it been different? When I got into debate, I was just thinking I'm gonna go verbally fight against people and just learn how to do that. And then when we got here, they were talking about tournaments. They were talking about um, different schools they're going to need to level for life. I've made new friends, so I'm here now. I didn't think I'd get me this far. And I was like, whoa, this is not what I expected. <laughs> the uh, 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 Eli, how long have you been on the debate uh, track? I've been doing debate for what seems kind of like forever. Um, since my eighth grade year, I've been doing actually my main event that I currently participate in now. The, and, and, and what you participate in now is the extemporaneous speaking? Yes. Uh, that's, tell us, I, I, I have been most impressed. I, I've never seen uh, uh, what uh, Faith and Malika did. I, that's never been a part of uh, our debate. So I was really, and I'll talk about that with you all in a second, but extemporaneous has always been a part of it. And it's incredible, to be honest. I mean, I'm a lawyer. I'm a trial lawyer. I get up and speak all the time. Uh, but to see you all in a matter of 30 minutes or so put together uh, contemporaneous speech uh, is pretty impressive. Tell me uh, how you got into extempor extemporaneous speaking and, and tell the folks what it is. 
So my first ever speech I gave in seventh grade when my civics teacher kind of pressured me into giving my first speech based on civic issues in Florida. But since then, that was actually my debate coach in eighth grade, and she promoted just limited prep events, prepping very fast, which is extemp through you have 30 minutes, and giving a speech that you truly believe in. Well, sometimes I don't exactly believe in the speeches that I give. They are definitely persuading the audience, and I've been giving them ever since that seventh grade speech. How did you select, uh, in our debate luncheon, you heard from the audience, uh, they gave you probably five different topics, and then you get to select. Tell me the magic. How do you select which topic you're going to work, uh, speak on? I will say, usually at tournaments, I'm given a topic, so it's much simpler, but climate change I felt the most comfortable with, which is this topic I gave it at the luncheon. But I try to steer away from the issues that are very subjective because the audience is very subjective most of the time. So they polarize issues while they need to be addressed. The 17-year-old is not exactly the most appropriate speaker sometimes. So some of the issues I kind of tend to steer away from. Right. The uh, uh, Faith and Malika, you all did what's called a dual interpretation. Yes. In, in in words, explain to the audience, our listening audience, what it is. I mean that that obviously it's the two of you, but it was so much more than than what I imagined when I saw the title in the program. What's dual interpretation? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, dual interpretation is basically like, well, not necessarily a script. It's basically like a piece pieces of pages that have like stories it could be different things of two people talking to each other you know like a scenario um a day it could be anything or portraying the um, thoughts and emotions of a writer and interpreting it in our own way mm -hmm. and presenting it to people to spread the message that the writer would like to spread because not most people would just pick up the script and be like man i want to read this <laughs> And you go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Faith. Every script has a message behind it in like the dialogue and anything. You just have to do well to portray it. <laughs> and some of it y'all were doing on cue, the exact same thing. And then you went into different personalities and you were uh y'all were doing uh mirror mirror, if I recall correctly. Yes. Uh which one? I can't remember which one was the mirror. I'm the mirror. <laughs> you are the mirror, Faith. And, and Malika, you are the vain uh, individual always looking no, in the no, mirror. No, no, no. I'm Malika. She's oh, you're, Faith. You're Faith. You're, <laughs> Malika, you're the mirror. And Faith yes. was the vain one always looking in the mirror. Yes. It was, it was really, really, really special. You indicated that y'all are active in a competition, literally, uh, as you sit here. Are you all uh, uh, doing dual interpretation? Yes. Yes, we are. All right. Well, the more you do it, the better you're going to get. I can't, you know, uh, I, I can't imagine anything other than just constant, constant improvement and confidence in that. What skills, uh, Eli, over your four to five years have you developed that you expect to carry you forward in, 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 in your next level of college? Well, it's definitely made assignments much faster through <laughs> prepping much faster. But in all actuality, it's given me much more of a global view because before debate, I really only focused on the U.S. as I was a U.S. citizen, obviously. And I focused on mainly internal issues across the U.S. government. But through doing debate, I focused more internationally, looked to more issues, and truly saw the perspective of both sides, whether it be the U.S. and another country or two different countries that have an economic or even military dispute. Seeing the sides of each issue truly allows you to work out any debate in this case scenario, or any issue in a verbal way opposed to any escalation. You know, and 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 that's a point that I'm going to touch upon because one of the things we hear now, when I listen to the news, when I listen to our government, I just hear screaming. It all sounds like just screaming. Nobody's talking. It's everybody's posturing. Everybody's just yelling. It's it's noise as opposed to uh civil conversation. Malika, tell me over your one year, this is your first year, what have you learned from it? Um, this is my second year, but I have learned from debates that sometimes, even if we may not agree with a situation, 
we have to look at the perspective of how somebody else would interpret it. And we don't have to you necessarily get what they're saying, but acknowledge to what someone is trying to speak of, then say your point of view and say why you think you believe in it or why you think you don't believe in something. And if both sides can respect each other on something that is great. And I've just learned to, you know, look at somebody else's point of view. And, you know, I really don't have to understand what they're saying, but as long as I respect it, that's all that matters between us and the world, you know, I've just learned to view certain things differently because um, everyone else is different and we each are our own person. So I just learned to get that. Okay, very well. Uh, Faith, um, what have you learned? What I've learned from debate, like Ms. Warren has taught me a lot. But to put it in simpler terms, I've learned, like Malika said, to, to like listen to other people. Because in the past, I was like, I don't really care about other people's opinion. I'm just going to care about my opinion and all that. Except I actually have to, in debate, I actually have to take in other multiple perspectives of the topic and find my own from theirs and tell them why I think this or why I think that and what evidence to back it up with or why is this so bad and stuff like that and it's been very interesting for my first year here it's been very interesting it's one thing to do these skills in in competitions does it translate into every day interacting with your peers in school interacting with people in the communities have you seen have y'all seen do you kick into some of those skills that you've developed at home with your peer group in the classroom all of your heads are going up and down. Uh, tell me, Faith, have you had that experience? I actually your, have. your peers? I actually have. During debate has let me have a very different outlook on the world because I don't use social media, so I never know what's going on. So when my friends or my peers bring up something, I'm like, well, let me go do some research about it. I'll tell you my opinion. And I do the research and I combat whatever they say, or if I have the same opinion, I'll tell them what I have learned. And they're like, oh my gosh, Faith, you don't have to be so informational with this. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself, Malika? Well, I do use social media, but um, everything you see on social media, I don't necessarily agree with either. But, you know, I take into perspective of how what people are portraying on the internet. And I use it in my daily life. You know, sometimes I would agree with my friends, tell them why I think something should be this way, or just my opinion on something. And I would tell my friends, look, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying, but just take into perspective, take into why I would think this way. And I would respect how you think too. Eli, uh, over your, your years, how have you utilized uh, your skills? You, you're obviously a very confident, smooth calm speaker uh you have a good tempo to your 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 your, your voice and speaking uh classroom home with your friends home with your family have you had occasion of using those skills well first of all thank you very much that that means a lot but i have a sister she is a year and a half younger than me and we get into a lot of arguments so it's definitely helped <laughs> me there um but even at school i have a very big population at Western High School. The senior class is almost 800 kids. So there are a lot of different opinions. So through debate, through simply solving issues instead of escalating them, as I already stated, making sure that issues don't get bigger opposed and instead are resolved is truly the message that debate has sent in my life and in general, because resolving issues is the key opposed to just escalating and screaming and getting into more and more fights. How, how can we, you, you've each touched upon that, how can we help society in having more healthy discussions as opposed to what I see as talking past each other, yelling, insulting, things that are not uh, heading toward anything positive? How, how would you, uh, Eli, and I'm going to ask the others, how would you tell the general public, and in fact, some adults, 
how to have be a more effective speaker. Yeah, um, you stated exactly. People are talking past other people instead of simply listening. The key is listening because if you don't understand the other side, you can't possibly understand both sides of the issue. So how are you supposed to argue for your own belief? And I strongly believe that both in debate and in politics and in real life, because if you don't understand where anyone else is coming from, how can you expect to fully believe your own view? Very well stated. Uh, Faith, how about yourself? What, what message do you send to others and to even the adult uh, members of our society? I'm used to talking with older people, so I'll send it to the adults. For the adults of our society, usually you guys, some most of you guys are setting bad examples for our generation, and now this whole generation is acting crazy. So I'd say I'd like to, in order to spread word of this and do that, I'd say get on their platforms, but then we have to take it into, into account who's watching, who will watch, who will care, who will actually take it away, and stuff like that. Malika? Um, well, I'm not used to talking to older people, but when I do, um, some older people in this world, they don't necessarily think that young people have something good to say, or they just believe their beliefs and think that you know, if it's my opinion, I think that the younger generation should stick to it and what I say is right. But not necessarily that everything that older people say is, you know, correct or in a form of way young people can find it useful. So I just think that maybe older people should open up their ears and listen to what we actually have to say and maybe take into consideration and respect some things that, you know, what's coming out for us. That's very interesting. Uh, have you all, through your year, uh, two years, and five years of experience on the debate, have you been able to encourage others to get engaged? Is that even a, a point of interest that you've had so much fun uh, and such a great experience that you've reached out to some of the other classmates to say, hey, come try this? Have you had that experience? Yes, I've had it. Um, last year when I was in sixth grade, when I just started debate, I was actually really scared. I was, I'm a talker. I can talk all day long. But I was really scared because I was in a class with seventh and eighth graders because I was one of the two sixth graders in that class. So I was really scared to speak out um, in front of my class. But for, for the first time when I did, I just felt so like listened to and understood, you know? But now that uh, before I started my seventh grade year in debate, um, I had this really shy friend and she didn't really speak much. And I was one of the people she felt comfortable with. I was like, hey, I think you should join debate. Like, I think you'd be really good at it because behind closed doors, she can talk. <laughs> <laughs> and did she listen to you? Yes, she's actually here at our tournament right now. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That is awesome, Faith. Um, ever since I was young, I've had trouble speaking out to people. Like, I get really nervous and I choke up, so I didn't really talk that much. Well, being in debate, even though I still have some issues, I'm able to hide it and just push through it when I do speak out in front of people, and that's why it's led me here. Now, I have tried to convince some of my friends to join. I'm like, oh, you guys should come over. It's actually really fun. They're like, nah, because I don't really know. Nah, this, you're just arguing with people. It's not really my thing. I was like, oh, I don't know what else to tell you. The, uh, you know, I've been practicing law for 37 years. I'm a trial lawyer, so I speak all day long. Um, and yesterday I was in the office about 6.45 with Rolando on a video Zoom deposition. And one of the, you know, the doctor slash uh, nurse practitioner who I was deposing because I do medical malpractice representing individuals who've been harmed or family family members whose family member has been lost. And this doctor was either ignoring my question, trying to get her point in, or not understanding. And I said, man, what question are you asking? Because we were not connecting. She was answering one thing when I was asking another. Uh, so that's just a part of our society, as you all have all said, you know, listening to each other. 
Eli, you're you're headed to to to, to um, college. How has debate transformed you to to, I, to handle the next level? In infinite ways, this has been my main extracurricular for as I stated five years, and it's not only expanded my friends because most of my friends are in debate. But it's also allowed me to truly express myself, not only in the spoken word, but obviously in the written word. Having to write seemingly an infinite amount of college essays, that's definitely a key job because it's a very short amount of words, very limited amount of words that you have to write your essays in. And truly getting your point across in those limited words is the key of a college essay. And that's definitely helped me with this process. That's excellent. Um, what topics, uh, what are the common topics that you all are hearing, you know, at your middle school and high school level from your peers? What's important to you know, your generation? Faith? Um, common topics at our school, they don't usually talk about what's like important important they usually just talk about drama that's going on fights who's doing this who's doing that or there's like a game going on or oh somebody brought fake money to school and stuff like that and then people are just talking about things that are not really irrelevant to today's society which i think they should focus more on but that's just my opinion good point malika um, in our school, well, basically our school, um, I just think that the kids and teens are just more focused about, like, other people's business, like drama. Everything is like, what's that person doing? Oh, yeah, did you hear about that person? It's just like, we're so focused on that, but we can't really sit down and have conversation and talk about, like, oh, have you heard about this issue? What's going on out there? Like, you know, have you heard about what happened at that local school? You know, it's never something like that. We just always have to talk about drama, fights, everything, when there are other interesting topics we can better ourselves and talk to friends and peers about. In, in, in middle school, debate obviously is one of your main outlets. Um, uh, is there any place that you can have a higher level conversation than the drama that, you know, both of you spoke of in middle school? Well, for me, it's my civics class. I love talking to my civics teacher about just like global problems and stuff. For me, it's when I go talk to like some of my teachers because I talk to all my teachers. Because like for me, I feel like not most people can understand that, hey, we gotta be mature. Because, like, I'm a very mature person, as people say. And then most of the time, I'm like, what is this foolishness going on in our school? What are you doing? I'm like, Faith, keep it inside. You're not their parent. <laughs> uh, Eli, uh, from, from your perspective, what are, what are some of the issues you hear uh, outside of the debate? Uh, if you have an ear to what's outside of debate from your, your peers in high school. Well, as of now, it's definitely the college aspect. That's definitely the focus of everyone as a senior, both college, financial aid, scholarships, everything in the general realm of what we're going to do next year, because most of us have no clue where we're going to be living in about five months, which is <laughs> kind of concerning. But in all actuality, across school, the main issue has been climate change, which I actually talked about at the luncheon, thankfully. But when looking across my school, there's different issues because, for example, I'm in AP government this year. So we talk all about government, both current events as well as issues that occurred in the 18th century. So there are many different perspectives when it comes to both government or even I have an environmental class. We talk about the environmental issues, once again, circling back to climate change. So depending on the class, as well as depending on someone's perspective, definitely changes the conversation. Given your your interest in climate and the climate changes, it's kind of hard to believe we're still debating whether there's climate change going on. I mean, you you look at just look all around us, but look at California. They go from being bone dry to floods. Uh, you know, I was reading the paper this past few days and and just the heat wave that's heading north now. They just had record 
cold temperatures, cold temperatures. And now it's swinging the other way. The radical weather we having and, and the droughts and you name it around the world. And we're still debating it. How, how do how do you get the message out, um, Eli, of the seriousness of climate control? Well, thankfully enough, at least in my realm at high school, many people agree with the fact that climate change is a real issue. It's an impending issue. And it's clear to see as a Floridian that it is a bigger issue than ever, both with the rising sea levels as well as the temperature only becoming more of a problem. But while I might be cold in my classroom right now, it seems that when we step outside, it's a completely different ballgame. So while in high school, we all agree when looking around, it's the opposite. We have to have a conversation, as stated many times. The key is making sure that the conversation is being had. Yet, unfortunately, it's not. Whether it be climate change or any other issue, the conversations are either being ignored or everyone is not being listened to, which causes a lot of problems across the board. The uh, Faith, you know, and Malika, do you all, I mean, you're, you're just a few years behind, but the climate is, you know, important to all of us. And whatever we're messing up now will impact you all for decades to come. Uh, uh, how do you have a conversation with your, your, your peers in the sixth, seventh, eighth grade about the impact of climate change? Um, usually when I have like, when I have important conversations, I try to get down to like that person or go to that person's level and how they move, see how they move, how they talk so I can like get on the same energy, right? And then I talk about like, oh, did you hear about this, right? And I try to smoothly move into it until we're like right there where it becomes like pretty like calm, like a little calm conversation about it. And they're going to be like, wow, I've never knew that. So that's usually how I go about it. Malika? With me, um, maybe I should like go down to talking to it about more people. But I usually talk between me and my civics class because, as I stated, we talk about global problems going on as well as the law and stuff like that. But um, I usually talk to my teacher about like, hey, like, what do you do? Do you like save, recycle, things like that and stuff that would like benefit our society and our world because there is issues out there that also, as Eli stated, are not being talked about or are being ignored. And we should just bring a platform out to speak on that and more of it. The um, one of the issues I know, uh, Faith, you indicated you don't get engaged very much in social media. Uh, Malika, you said you do. Uh, I'm, I, I, I've represented in the past for 30 years Broward School System. Uh, that's a long time. Uh, I'm a product of Broward Schools. I went to Stranahan High School uh, and then up to University of Florida for my seven years of college and law school. Um, but one of the things uh, I just got retained last week by Broward County Schools and tomorrow I think I have a conversation with Dade County Schools regarding representing them in some what we call multi-district litigation. It's a federal piece of litigation um, uh, in uh, about the impact that social media is having on our youth and, and, and how uh, youth are depressed. You have cyberbullying. You have um, uh, kids literally taking their lives at an all-time rate, uh, you know, just living up to standards that are artificial on 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 social media uh and feeling inept because you know you don't have that or you don't look this way have you all confronted that at both all levels of the schooling that you know from eli have you in high school uh uh confronted the the, the consequences of social media and in many instances addiction unfortunately across my school it's definitely an evident an evident theme because when looking at high schoolers everyone's on their phone which is obvious at my school unfortunately there's not a lot of wi-fi so checking <laughs> social media throughout the day definitely isn't consistent but thankfully enough at school it's a minor problem but when people go home it only continues so there's definitely continued rates of cyberbullying and unfortunate suicides but when looking across both high schools even in middle school 
there are increasing rates across both Broward County and across Florida and even the United States. So the fact that social media is becoming more and more prevalent, action must be taken specifically on social media in order to combat this if that's all kids seem to be looking at. Right. Uh, Faith, how, how about you? You, you, you? You're not on it. But are do you hear it? Are you do you hear it in school? Have you seen the consequences of it? Um, I do hear a lot about it in school, and people are like, "Oh, Faith, how do you live without social media?" I'm like, I watch anime. I don't know what else to tell you, <laughs> right? Because I'm more of a person who's focused on studies instead of what's going on outside. So how I've seen social media in my school is like people are walking around the hallways on their phones. Oh, look at this! Oh, look at that! Or kids talking about, like, when you said mental illnesses happening due to social media, yes, there has been a rise in a mental illnesses and cross children. Like, when people talk about, oh, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have PTSD, oh, and then social media, I personally don't like it because it's showing kids more than what they need to see. Like, for instance, show social media. Um, there was this girl who met this guy on social media and she got kidnapped by him because she thought she was, he was somebody her age or, oh, um, or even outside of social media, for instance, for instance, relationships, like kids are getting way too mature for their own age because of social media and you have kids all up on each other at school or, oh, where, um, oh, come to my house, we'll have fun there, or drinking alcohol. Literally, people around the school are carrying vapes, which I don't agree with. So that's my outfit. My, um, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Malika? Well, yes, I do have social media, but I believe in limiting yourself on how much social media you use a day. If I feel like I'm on my phone too much, I'll put it down. I have conversations with my friends. I'm not walking around with my cell phone everywhere. Me and my friends can sit down, talk about like personal things. Hey, what's going on in your life? How's your day going? Um, just like talking about things like, we don't always have to be on our phones all the time because I feel like our phones sometimes just brainwash children. That's why now teens today are struggling with like how they look, um, being their selves. Now teens, when you go to school, some children, it's not only because they still, I know that COVID is going around still. It's still an issue, but teens don't want to take off their mask because somebody said something about their look or how their teeth look, or how they smell, or how their face looks, or something about it. And they just feel like they're not good enough to show themselves to people. But social media, when you get on social media, it's just a toxic world of teens behind a screen shouting out other people's insecurities and just looking at how other people are, you know, how they were born. But we just have to block out social media sometimes and focus on how we are inside. We shouldn't let how people think of us on the internet do with what we are as ourselves because we know who we are. And you shouldn't hide being your true self because of you think that somebody's going to judge you or somebody said this about you just be confident with who you are and that's it uh all three of you just very well spoken on on that topic that's a big topic that's a huge huge topic just not with the youth i think y'all are more vulnerable um and you're more targeted um uh it's you know you mentioned vaping i uh, we represented miami-dade and Broward county schools with the jewel litigation. Uh, $1.9 billion settlement was reached over the last week or two um, uh, because these companies are using the same algorithm uh, that, you know, you have TikTok. It's an algorithm that they're using to get you hooked. Uh, and we're all susceptible to it if you're not careful, um, uh, just as they did with tobacco. You know, they could put the warning on the package, but people still smoking. You know, they're hooked. Uh, we all know the ills of vaping. I see people walking around and you say, we'll learn 20 years from now the harm that's being done to their bodies, taking whatever that is into their system. And the same with social media. Uh, uh, it's, it's 
manipulating the mind uh, in ways that that will is already being studied to be very harmful. Um, uh, and 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 that's a topic that you all are going to have to be voices of leadership uh, in in all the areas in college and in different places where you can go uh, to bring that voice of reason. Uh, so people hopefully will, will, will listen. Um, what are the, you know, we've touched upon a number of, of topics. What are the major things that, that you think uh, are, are critical in society? We've talked about uh, climate change. We've talked about social media. Um, are there any other issues that, from y'all's perspective, that you feel need to be a part of our daily conversations? Um, for me, I feel like it's about the way parents raise their children. I'm going to bring that up again because that is a major issue in this society. Because parents in this society, oh, I'm going to be my child's best friend, even though you're supposed to mold and mature them for the real world. Instead, you're just trying to be their friend, even though they need an adult, like, parent figure in the household. For instance, households with no fathers and households with, like, just, like, no, like, real parents with them at the moment because I'm going to be my child's best friend. I'm not going to teach them about the world. I'm not going to, I'm going to give them whatever they want. I'm not going to discipline them. I'm going to send them in the world not knowing anything. And I feel like that's a major issue. Yeah, you, you're an old soul. Even though you're seventh grade, you're, you're a little old soul. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. How many siblings do you have, Faith? I have three other siblings. And where are you in the line? I'm the second oldest. Okay. Uh, Malika, uh, what what issues do you think are just critical now that if you could continue to use your voice, you want to be a voice of on this particular topic or topics? Well, as we were just talking about, I think it would the biggest one for me would probably be teen image. Because I just feel like if you are somebody who you are as a person, you shouldn't change that because of somebody else's perspective. And personally, who I am, I don't care about whatever anybody says about me. Because on the inside, I know who I am as a person, and nobody else can change that. Because when I display how I am to you, I think you're going to like it either way because I'm the person who I am, and nobody can change that for me. So I just think teens in this world should have guidance somebody telling them somebody guiding them you are you for who you are as a person and nobody else should be able to tell you other than that uh you know and, and that's such a a critical issue um because there's so many places in our society that frame looks frame race frame communities in a in a bad light, um, and 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 I grew up here in three 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 one one, which is wasn't is not the the best uh, area code uh, or, or zip code. Um, but look what came out of it uh, because I had a family. I'm the youngest of seven, uh, and you know my my mom Faith seems to be you know same parental guidance and instruction you're getting. There were some strict rules. I don't care what's going on outside of the fence. This is the way we're going to behave. Um, uh, but but it's it's really important. Where do you think, Maliki, you've gotten your confidence from? Well, personally, I've gotten my confidence from my mother. My mom has always told me since I was young, look, you're Malika Johnson. And you are who you are as a person, and nobody can tell you other than that. And you're beautiful, you're smart, you're kind, you're funny, you're outgoing. I'm who I am as a person. I should look and be like, hey, I want to be that girl. No, I am me for who I am, and I should let everybody else know that too. <laughs> awesome. The um, uh, how how do we pass on? You know, each of you have. Uh, talked about um, some, you know, issues in society. Um, how do we pass on some of the characteristics that we're talking about here? Uh, 
it, it, I like getting involved in youth organizations. I, I started a community education alliance. I'm so, I, I'm so moved by the lack of literacy uh, in our society and in Broward County schools in particular. You all are superstars. Everybody's not a superstar uh, for all sorts of reasons. But I just believe that we can't just let that be so. We have to try to work toward improving it. Uh, you know, the statistics are if kids are not reading by third grade, there is a place for them in the uh, in the uh, criminal justice system. There, there, there are studies that say they're going to have a huge likelihood of getting involved in the criminal justice system if they can't read by the third grade. Yet we know so many of our kids are not getting the right training because reading is something you do at home and something you do in school. Uh, if you're not, if you don't have the home, it's even more difficult to learn some of those skills. How do you use your advocacy skills that you're developing through debate to highlight and to lift up some of these societal issues? Eli, I know I you're going just... to be president of the United States, so you will talk about that agenda at, at another time. But how do you, in your platform, you know, however you want to define your platform, uh, and all of our platforms are different, and it doesn't need to be some high office to have an impact in our society. How, how, how do you? amplify some of these issues. I think what you mentioned both in the classroom and out of school is the most important most important issue to, to tackle. I'm a part of the English National Art Society, the History National Art Society, both these specialized clubs for different issues and different techniques in school. So having to do it both in class and out of school, while sometimes enjoying it, sometimes unfortunately not, it's clear that having both the in-school learning as well as the out-of-school learning through what you desire to do with your friends in clubs truly piques your interests when it comes to both extracurriculars and through further learning. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Malika, how, where, how are you using you know, your skills that you're learning in debate uh, and the confidence that you've learned from way young from your mom, uh, how are you using that to uh, amplify the importance of having self-confidence? Don't allow people to tell you who you are. Have the confidence of who you are. Okay. Um, well, actually, I use what I've learned from debate. Like, sometimes people come to me and be like, why do you speak like that sometimes? And be like, um, you speak so, like, this way. Or I'm like, well, sometimes I do my research and because we have internet for a reason. My mom always told me, I have a phone, I have an iPad, and I have technology. Search up words that I don't know. So I get to extend my vocabulary. So when I talk to my peers, it's just like, yes, I'm who I am. I know who I am. I know who I want to be. And I feel like I should encourage my peers just enough so that they can get to know who they are as well. Because in society, you don't want to have everybody around you lost as well. You want them to find out who they are as a person also. Okay. And they? Um, for me, I use my speech because I was one of those lost people. I was trying to impress people because the area I grew up in, people were big on that. And so I learned that I could just be myself and I don't really care, but I use my words to get through the people instead of, I use my actions, I use my words to get through the people that need it. For instance, all these issues, like this girl was talking to me about like her family issues, like how her mom got remarried and then her dad is all the way somewhere and he doesn't have a financial job and he can't take her in, and her mom's not taking care of her. I'm like, set yourself a plan, because you're this old, and you can get a job, save up money, act, talk with your dad to be able to get a financial, like a financial sturdy job for you to go to him, and then build upon there, because I'm the type of person that wants to make an impact on other people's lives. And, you know, the journey that we have, whether you live 50, 70, 100 years, however long you're blessed to live on this earth, I'm always one that believes it's what you do with that time. 
that's meaningful. And it's not all about you. It's what you do for society. Is the world a better place because you lived? I, I want the answer to that question for me to be absolutely yes. And I try to work toward that each and every day. I need to do something to lift other people up. Um, when you have the type of intellect that each of you have, when you have the opportunities that the three of you have, there's something bigger asked of your life. It's just not, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be successful. I'm going to get my money. I'm going to have a big house, those type of things. It's important that you help others that are not as insightful or not as uh, fortunate. Uh, you help others along the way. And I think each of you have, have manifested that. Who, who's interested in, uh, in the practice of law? Uh, I would have guessed three out of three. I thought that maybe there would be one exception. Um, uh, one of the things, uh, do you, you know, uh, Malika, what type of law are you interested in? You got time to figure it all out, but I'm just curious. What, what do you have your eyes set on? I was thinking about criminal law okay. or maybe family law. All right. Faith? For me, also criminal law and business law. And then I'm going to build upon there and, and then own my own law firm. All right. That's that's the attitude to have. Eli? I definitely have a little bit less time to figure it out than them. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to be focusing on business law with a minor in criminology. Yeah. Well, criminology, each of you have a little interest in, in criminology. I've never done any criminal law. I've always been on the civil side. But one thing that you will find out, um, as I said earlier, I was the president of the Florida Bar. The entire state of Florida, it was 90-something thousand lawyers at that time. In 2013-14, we're probably at 110,000 lawyers uh, today. There's a lot of lawyers out there, but there's a path to the top for those that want to work hard. Uh, you know, I think life is like a pyramid. Uh, there are those, the bottom, which is the largest of the pyramid, the people that are just trying to get by. And there's a lot of people in school, in life, in your neighborhood, in your family, you name it, they just want to get by. They don't have a whole lot of goals. There are people in the middle that, you know, uh, uh, are focused, but they're only going to do the nine to five. And then there's people at the top that work their tail off, that gives above and beyond in all tasks uh, that they do. And those are the people that make it to the top. So whatever your goal is, if it's going to be in law or if it's going to be in some other area, uh, uh, you have the skills to get to the top. If, if wherever, however you define the top, and it, it's not all about money. Money is important. We got to pay the bills, but life is valued at many, many more ways than monetary valuation. Um, so you all, uh, I, I, I hope somehow that I could look back in, in, in some years to come and see the life that y'all are going to live because you are, are incredible. The three of you, uh, we reached out to you and I'm so glad that each of you could participate. Uh, you got it going on. You're, you're very mature. Uh, uh, I think Faith, it was you that said you're mature, that people say you're mature for your years. I get that. I agree with that. But you all are very mature and focused uh, and a great example of the next generation. And if truly our theme speaking for the future is, is, is going to come to light, it's going to be through voices like yourselves. Um, one of the questions we asked last year that I think is, is, uh, a fun way to end it, if you will, uh, is that if you were a superhero, what would be the power you would have? I would desire um, having invisibility because I think that if I am in a situation or at any time where I don't want to be somewhere, I would just want to disappear. Or if I see somebody who I don't want to talk to, I would want to just disappear. <laughs> All right. Okay, Miss Faith? I would say teleportation because one, with superheroes, you need villains, right? 
And then all I'd have to do with the teleportation, I could just learn martial arts or some form of fighting that I could use to take down the villains. And if with the teleportation, I could go anywhere I want. Let's say I want to go take a trip to Hawaii. Man, I'm so bored here in Florida. Let me just pack a suitcase. Phew, I'm in Hawaii. <laughs> I got to do is have money. <laughs> all right, Eli. So my choice is teleportation for three main reasons. First, the commute to school would be so much easier <laughs> because you don't have to listen to some terrible radio music. That's that's number one. Number two is gas money is going going up and it's high. I don't want to continuously fill the car with high amounts of gas. It's it's not exactly preferred. And third, because it's seemingly limitless, you can go anywhere you want. Like it was phrased as anywhere, not anywhere you've been. So you can go anywhere, you can see anything, you can experience anything. So that's definitely the goal. Well, it's my hope that for each of you, uh, from the invisible to the teleporting, uh, that y'all get the opportunity in your life to have some quiet time, uh, Malika, that you want to get away from it all and you can feel like you're invisible even if you're not and that you all can go wherever you desire. It's a big world out there. Uh, the more you go, the more you learn, and you learn not just about the people here uh, within our country and with our little community, but you learn about the world. And there's a lot of beauty uh, out there. So I wish you all the best. Eli, great good luck in, in, in selecting your school. I would love to hear where you choose to go. Uh, and to Malik and Faith, y'all are on your way. I mean, I'm going to see you all in debate. I'm sure some of the four upcoming lunches, uh, luncheons, and uh, it'll. I would love to see your your careers unfold. Um, I wish you all the best, and thank you so much for participating on Can We Talk 360. The law firm of Hallitzer, Pettis & Schwamm is a proud sponsor of the Can We Talk 360 podcast. Our firm handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, catastrophic personal injury litigation, and workers' compensation matters. We pride ourselves in being advocates for justice on behalf of those who have been seriously injured. For decades, we've taken the lead in making your case our priority. It's who we are. It's who we'll always be. Hallitzer, Pedersen, Schwamm. Serious injuries, proven results. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Can We Talk 360? I sincerely hope that you were inspired to seize this moment in time and take real action towards change. Remember, all change begins with a conversation. Be sure to tune in every month for more fascinating discussions and motivational food for the soul. Please share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Can We Talk 360 and visit us on the web at www.canwetalk360.com. <laughs>